Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Hello everyone and welcome. It's your old pal, Katie Patrick, joined by my old pal, Mr. David Fiorazzo. Just as a reminder, we have a brand new YouTube channel yes. called <gasps> Educated. Yes. So if you spend some time on the YouTube, please subscribe to the channel by going to stayeducated.org and simply select the <gasps> YouTube button. Please subscribe. All right, friends, you know what time it is. It's that special time of week when we all gather around and hear the latest dirt coming out of the education establishment from our very own Alex Newman. Hi, Alex. Hey, guys. Thank you so much. So, yeah, this uh, latest story and uh, more craziness. So, uh, you know, officially we don't have a national curriculum in the United States, although we have uh, Common Core. Uh, and uh, one of the people who helped impose Common Core on America, David Coleman and his college board, uh, they are kind of creating a de facto national curriculum, and it is Marxist propaganda like you cannot imagine. Um, of course, the uh, college board, aside from doing the SAT, they also do uh, what's called AP, uh, Advanced Placement. So this is for uh, really the highest performing students uh, in America, and it's you know it's for the future leaders, uh, business, government leaders, things like. Like this. Uh, so they subject them to an extra significant dose of brainwashing. Uh, now, I, I taught uh, advanced economics uh, through Freedom Project for a long time. And, uh, you know, I would always prepare my students to pass the AP exam, knowing full well that the AP economics exam was basically from a Keynesian, almost Marxist perspective. And so I teach the kids, you know, if you want to get the AP questions right, you're going to have to think like a Marxist. You're going to have to think like John Maynard Keynes. Well, this new course that they have designed, um, it is the most irresponsible, the most extreme yet. Um, it is the uh, the AP for African American studies. Yes, the first African American studies uh, are beginning now, and uh, this thing is absolutely bonkers. Now, I haven't seen the documents myself, but uh, Stanley Kurtz, uh, he is a conservative-leaning uh, senior fellow at the Ethics and Public Policy Center. He got hold of these documents, and he says this is neo-Marxist indoctrination like we have never seen in our country before. Uh, in fact, as he put it, it clearly proselytizes for a socialist transformation of the United States. Uh, he says it advocates and encourages political violence, uh, hatred for America's political institutions, our constitutional Republican form of government. Uh, it's basically critical race theory on super steroids. Um, and, and it is, in the truest sense of the word, subversion, right? Subversion as in uh, a, a move aimed at subverting our political institutions. And uh, again, uh, some of the stuff that is in here is just uh, unimaginable, uh, flagrant Marxism, uh, even when they have a, uh, you know, a debate, uh, kind of two different perspectives to contrast. Uh, it's basically hardcore Marxist versus less hardcore Marxist, right? There's no uh, perspective outside of Marxism. Uh, and here's what uh, Stanley Kurtz says. He says, the topic descriptions sound neutral, but the readings are almost uniformly consist of neo-Marxist agitation. Please for a socialist transformation of America. Um, uh, Guys, this is incredible. Now, we already knew that they were doing this with the history program. In fact, they got widely criticized with uh, the history 
Uh, in fact, uh, scholars from all across the country, from all across the political spectrum came out and said, look, this is preposterous. This is ridiculous. This is not real history. Uh, they're not learning about uh, the founding fathers. They're not learning about our Constitution. They're not learning about our Declaration of Independence. Uh, they're learning basically uh, garbage. But um, this uh, this new course takes it to a whole new level. Um, they have uh, actually a, a description of uh, post-racial racism, and they say actually that's that's racist. Uh, treating people equally without regard to how much melanin they have in their skin, uh, according to the, the readings in this absurd curriculum, these are racist. And basically, Western civilization is portrayed as racist. All the accomplishments of the Western world, uh, everything is because of racism and white supremacy. Uh, so, you know, on, on the bright side, uh, more and more states now are taking action against this kind of propaganda. Stanley Kurtz, who's you know certainly not a, a right wing extremist, uh, you know, you, you might not even call him conservative, but very um, mainstream, if you will. Uh, even he is saying uh, this is certainly illegal in, in all the states that have banned critical race theory. But he says, uh, and this is a quote from his piece, uh, the course's political bias is so egregious that the presence or absence of CRT laws is almost besides the point. Uh, he says authorities all across the country must reject this. He says the uh, APAAS the uh, Advanced Placement African American Studies is wrong for our schools. Governors, legislators, and state and local education officials must act accordingly. Uh, so he's he's encouraging states and districts to reject this. Uh, but that's going to be very hard, right? Uh, AP um, is, is a way for students to earn college credit and, and kind of get ahead of their peers. And so this is going to be very, very difficult. But folks, you need to understand the reason they are pushing this Marxism on our children is because there is a plan to destroy our country. Uh, the College Board is uh, is at the center of this. They helped uh, impose this uh, crazy Common Core on us by aligning the SAT with the uh, Common Core curriculum. David Coleman, the, the architect of all this madness, was a central figure in that. And so, folks, uh, we have got to protect our young people from this. We've got to protect America's future leaders. This is absolute madness. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. Judging by the actions of the Biden Democrats, they are uninterested in justice for all. Let me explain. They have yet to arrest a single arsonist or pro-abortion terrorist in the more than 100 cases across the country where pro-life pregnancy centers and churches were attacked, vandalized, or firebombed. You heard that right. Over 100 cases causing hundreds of thousands of dollars in damage and no arrests in like four months. I'm David Fiorazzo, and this is Christ and Culture. In contrast, breaking news early last Friday morning, the FBI raided the home of Catholic pro-life speaker and author Mark Houck with guns drawn as his terrified kids had to watch. In an act of intimidation, 
His wife and their seven homeschooled children were traumatized by seeing guns pointed at their father. Now, the warrant charged Mark with violating the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act due to a claimed attack of a patient escort. His wife, Ryan Marie, stated this charge comes from an incident that had already been thrown out, apparently last March, of the district court in Philadelphia, but was somehow picked up by Biden's Justice Department. Now, last Thursday, I interviewed the CEO of Compass Care in Buffalo, New York, Reverend Jim Harden, to get an update on the firebombing of his pro-life medical office that took place June 7. The criminals were even captured on security cameras. The footage was handed over to the police. It's going on four months now. But it only took four days to make an arrest in Kalamazoo, Michigan, where a man allegedly attacked a Planned Parenthood on July 31st. That was fast. The case is being prosecuted by the assistant U.S. attorney and no comment from the FBI and Justice Department. So Joe Biden's FBI director, Christopher Wray, was recently asked how many domestic terrorism investigations the FBI is currently pursuing involving attacks on over 100 pro-life organizations and churches. His answer, I don't have that number. Compass Care CEO Jim Harden said the number is zero. In stark contrast to the swift justice given to the single isolated attack on a abortion business, there have been no arrests of pro-death domestic terrorists. Jim Harden commented on the Michigan arrest of a 25-year-old and our two-tiered justice system. He said this, If Joshua Berenton did commit this crime, he is no better than Jane's revenge. Christian pro-lifers do not repay evil for evil, but law enforcement must enforce the law equally. If the FBI can find out where a Duraflame log was purchased using ashes in order to arrest this criminal within days, I don't need to be a police investigator to know that the FBI has, at best, shirked their responsibilities regarding the brutal firebombing of Compass Care's Buffalo Medical Office. Now, I've also interviewed Wisconsin Family Action President Julian Appling, whose office was attacked back on May 8th, and Jane's Revenge left its signature outside the building, taking credit. Nearly five months later, still no person of interest and no arrests. In a statement declaring that the Madison, Wisconsin Police Department should protect all city residents, Wisconsin Family Action just filed a public records requ request with the department, as well as with godless Governor Tony Evers, seeking information on the arson attack. According to the press release last week, WFA states, quote, We have been fully cooperative with all levels of law enforcement, ATF, FBI, and MPD. We are not against law enforcement in any way, but we do believe this attack merits aggressive investigation. Wisconsinites deserve to feel safe no matter their political views, end quote. And Wisconsin Family Action is also offering up to $5,000 reward for any information leading to the arrest and conviction of those responsible for the terrorist act in May. 
This dereliction of duty in the Biden administration was also addressed by dozens of congressmen last week who introduced a bill accusing Democrats of ignoring the massive crime spree, including some death threats along with the massive damage to so many facilities. Representative Chris Smith introduced the Protect Pregnancy Care Centers Act last Monday, hoping the bill will help hold the Biden White House and the Justice Department and the FBI accountable for its obligation to prosecute felons who are inflicting terror and either vandalizing or destroying vital pro-life resource centers. Smith declared, quote, Pregnancy care centers across the country have suffered a surge of violent attacks, firebombing, and vandalism by pro-abortion activists in a coordinated effort to intimidate frontline volunteers and licensed medical professionals providing critical support to mothers in need and their unborn. In contrast to many untrained volunteers at some of the big abortion businesses across the country, a total of 10,215 licensed medical professionals serve women at pro-life pregnancy resource centers. That equates to about one out of every six people who work or volunteer and want to protect the lives and health of both mother and child. According to the Charlotte Lozier Institute, America's pro-life centers have saved more than 818,000 babies from abortion between 2016 and 2020. The new legislation calls out the Biden administration for failing to identify and investigate the crimes carried out against pregnancy centers and for neglecting the pursuit of justice for hundreds of victims. At least five letters have been sent to Attorney General Merrick Garland by congressmen and state attorneys general de demanding his attention. Now, it seems obvious Democrats would rather stoke the flames of division and cultivate a hostile environment than do their jobs and serve all American citizens. In their extensive report, Life News concluded, the FBI and state police have yet to confirm any arrests in connection to the numerous attacks on pro-life organizations and churches, including those in Maryland, Washington, Oregon, Iowa, Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, New York, North Carolina, Colorado, and Virginia. Fox News also followed up on this story and found the same thing. This administration has done little to stop the violence, but instead they've been aggressively working to expand the murder of unborn babies in mother's wombs across the country. On top of this, in July, the pro-abortion U.S. House Democrats literally blocked a resolution condemning these violent attacks. Kind of reminiscent of 2020 when they refused to condemn felons and murderers on our streets and the millions of dollars in damage done to U.S. cities by leftist activists, Marxist hate groups, and useful idiots. Friends, Remember in November, vote them out of office, and please raise awareness about all injustice. God bless you and keep speaking the truth about things that matter. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D educated. Support this show and a great American company.
let's take a little time to find out what's trending left. We're going to start in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where video from a Pride event held for all ages at a local restaurant has common sense Americans asking, why are we exposing children to stuff that is clearly, clearly meant for adults. Here we have two little children on stage and one of them likes the mermaid sequin color changing dress. So the woman allows the child to rub up and down her crotch to see the colors change. And next we have someone dressed as the hardworking nine to five Dolly Parton spreading their legs with a two-year-old right in front of them. And again, then we go to the awkward drag queen walking around talking to all of the children, to all of the babies. Now, we can't show you that song, but it was the lyrics from the Little Mermaid song, and it was saying, no big deal, I want more. And that sums up exactly what these drag queens are doing to the children. Now next, we're gonna head over to the Vogue Theater in Vancouver, British Columbia, where a drag party, again, for all ages, left very little to the imagination. Now we have video of this, again, it is so inappropriate that we just want to show you a still shot of what we believe is a biological woman wearing a very small bit of clothing. And then you look a little to your left and there's a boy, maybe 11, 12 years old, handing this stripper some money. This is what our society has deemed appropriate for all ages. For all ages. These are the buzzwords that continue to be used. Hey, it's for all ages. So come on down and give it to your children. It's, anyway, we're going to head to the Big Apple, where the New York Department of Education is now recommending children from three years old to five-year-old kindergartners read the book, The Hips on the Drag Queen Go Swish, Swish, Swish. We've covered this book and others like it many times on Educated, and parents told us to just calm down because they were fringe books that nobody would find. Well, now we have the New York City Department of Education mainstreaming books about drag queens by officially recommending them for our three-year-olds. They just go swish, 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 and we're supposed to be like completely okay with that. But keeping the insanity going, we're going to head to Worthington, Ohio, where an elementary teacher thought it was appropriate to post a sign on her classroom door notifying everyone that she is neither male nor female. The sign reads, they, them. Mix Cockensperger is non-binary. That means they do not feel like a girl or a boy. So instead of she and her, you use they and them. For example, mix sounds like mix. Cockensperger is strange. They always have weird earrings and their voice is so silly when they read. I like them. With a name like Cockensperger, I can understand why you'd want to divert your attention away to maybe a different word, but just to change your pronouns for that is really not necessary. Maybe you could just change your actual name and then you don't have to go by Mix or Cockensperger anymore, but that's up to you. Now we're going to wrap things up with another picture. Another picture, because pictures say everything. And it's a picture that was found in an elementary school in Ontario, Canada. So as you can see, the top of the board says, Two-Spirit and LGBTQIA+. Now, first of all, many of you may be asking, what 
two-spirit actually means. Well, according to the official definition, it is a person who identifies as having both a masculine and a feminine spirit and is used by some indigenous people to describe their sexual gender and or spiritual identity. So there's that. In addition, the board is full of fun resources like identifying what all the different rainbow terms mean, the LGBT flags, a QR code for tips to being an ally, and my personal favorite, an acknowledgement that this is a positive space. It's certainly not a negative space, only positive here. I mean, it's not an educational space either, but we don't care about that much now, do we? But thankfully, I do care about that, and I'm going to wrap up this segment. So more craziness next time. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment for Katie, David, or any of our other show hosts, simply visit stayeducated.org. That's stayeducated.org and submit your question or comment. Our team loves to hear from you and might just give you a shout out on air. Again, visit stayeducated.org and connect with us. All right, let's wrap things up with the perfect video to end the week. All right, this is great. So a little boy named Abe had quite the critique for his mom's sandwich making skills after she met him at the bus stop following his first day of kindergarten. Check this out. Hey, you did it. Mommy? Yeah. Kale sandwich, by the way. Thanks for letting me know. And in our town, kindergarten is still half day. So I didn't realize that I had to pack a lunch because I thought the only benefit of half day is that you didn't eat lunch at home. And I'm a working mom, I was really busy, and I was not prepared. I normally give him peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but he couldn't bring peanut butter to school for kids' allergies. So I had this idea, like, I'll give him a butter and jelly sandwich. In hindsight, I 100% agreed with Abe's review. It was a really terrible, terrible sandwich, and I have never made him a butter and jelly sandwich again. Terrible. I, I don't, okay, I'll get to that in a moment. Now, Abe <laughs> may look a little older in the interview because uh, actually the original clip of him was shared back in 2018, but four years later, it's still making people laugh. Okay, here's, here's the deal. My dad will eat butter sandwiches. He does butter and ketchup sandwiches. Oh. So even butter and jelly, at least you got a little sweetness with your salty there. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have complained, but beggars can't be choosers. I used to eat dirt sandwiches out in the field. So you know, what are you going to do? Wow. I don't know yep. what to say to that. that but, butter and ketchup? Butter, butter and ketchup. And not even butter that spread. It's like a butter mountain. <laughs> it like too much effort to just, you know, actually spread the butter. It's my dad. What do I, I, this is where I get it from people. Wow. Anyway, that is going to wrap up this whole week on Educated. Hey, people, how are we doing? How'd we do here? Let us know at stayeducated.org. Oh, well, for Katie and myself, thanks for watching, and until next week, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel, hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo, makeup and hair by Katie Scholl, graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2022.